Or you can just like, um, I don't know, convince them to turn you into a vampire too at prom. Will they be playing Iron and Wine while we slow dance in a gazebo? Flightless bird, American mouth. The whole Twilight soundtrack slaps. Bella's lullaby slaps. Bella- Putting an end to this. Global citizens of the world, welcome back to WTF are you talking about? I am your wacky host Ryan, and I am joined as always by my fabulous co-host Gabby and Emma. Say hello. <laughs> oh my god. I felt like I needed to match the energy, but I didn't have it. I don't know how to match the energy. I don't know if there's any physical way possible for me to match that energy. Well, with that, it's time for us to announce our docket. I have a confession. I don't think I can keep up that persona the whole show, so we're transitioning now. <laughs> Welcome back to NPR. This week, we'll be having a little bit of a mini-sode as opposed to our standard 40 to an hour long show. We're going to be looking at something close to like 20, 25 minutes today. So that was a fucking lie. We appreciate you for bearing with us. If you're listening to a mini-sode, that's how we know you're a real one. We know. We're watching. We're always watching. Even you, Spencer. For the fake ones who are turning off now, fuck you. See you in the maxi-sode. <laughs> On the docket for today, we will, as always, be starting with Am I the Asshole? Then we'll be doing another new segment because we're always just innovating here, you know? We're just innovators. Our new segment today will be a game of Wiki Arena, which is a fun little game that just came out on Steam, pound fifty if you want to pick it up for yourselves, where it shows you two different Wikipedia articles and you have to figure out which one, based off of just, you know, vibes alone, you think has been most popular in the last 60 days or is longer by character count. So I'll be pitching those questions to the girls straight off the game and we'll see who's the smarter host. I truly cannot wait. I am a bit of a wiki connoisseur, so I think it'll be good to put my knowledge to the test. Oh, you were kind of talking yourself up there and like not to be loud, but is it going to set you up for failure? Am I going to overpromise and underdeliver? Mm. No, never. Be there, be there, be there. We're going to give you the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge. And in our final segment, I'm going to talk about March of the Penguins for a little while. And I can't wait. We got a wonderful show lined up for you. Let's get started. Okay, Gabby's introducing Am I the Asshole this week. <gasps> All right, first up, we have our classic segment, Am I the Asshole? So this comes from a subreddit on Reddit where people post stories where they may or may not have been in the wrong, and we hand down our verdict. The four verdicts we can hand down are not the asshole, you're the asshole, no assholes here, or everybody sucks here. We also have our own home... I was going to say hand-brewed, but that's not like it can be a hand phrase. Hand-churned? We did hand-churn it. We also have our own hand-churned verdict, <laughs> asshole probation, which we hand down to minors or people who may have been dicks but not assholes. Emma, I think, has a story she wants to share with us, so why don't you bloody kick us off? Oh my god, who told you that? Because it's true. Also, because it's a mini-sode, it's our only story, so it better be good. Jesus, the pressure is on. Donkey, donkity, donkey. Dunk, 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 dunkity, donkey, bunk, bunk. People on the streets! So I found this story and at first I felt like it was a little bit too cut and dry for the show. Like it might not have enough conversation around it. And then I read some of the comments and I was like, oh, okay. Guess this isn't as cut and dry as I thought. So I'm very, very curious to hear my co-host reactions on this. And guys, it's my favorite kind of story. Wedding, Wedding story. story. Wedding story time. 
let's go. Obviously, I saw the title and was like, it's about a wedding, so therefore it's probably gonna be good, and yeah. Am I the asshole for throwing cake at my best man's girlfriend's dress and telling them to leave my wedding? So three weeks ago, I, 28 male, married my wife, 27 female. The wedding was all planned out and ready as we had been planning it before the whole COVID situation happened and we finally thought it was time to tie the knot. I asked my best friend, let's call him Derek, to be my best man along with his two kids, one boy and one girl, to be our flower girl and ring bearer. We adored the kids and we were their godparents, so obviously wanting to include them in some sort of way. They all agreed as long as the kid's mother, Derek's girlfriend, was allowed to come as a guest. My wife and I agreed and we gave her an invitation which included a dress code, AKA don't wear white or anything that resembles a wedding dress. Foreshadowing. That is foreshadowing. And also, I think if you need to put that in your dress code, you yeah. have shitty friends. Yeah. The day of the wedding came and Derek told me his girlfriend was going to be a bit late. I was fine with it because I wasn't close to her at all. In fact, she only agreed for us to be the godparents of her kids because they liked us so much. <laughs> they being the kids. She then came in just before my wife was meant to be coming down, wearing a short, white, imitation wedding dress. When I asked- <laughs> Sorry. When I asked Derek what the hell she was wearing, he told me that she wasn't wearing white. It was pearl. So this already infuriated me. When my wife began walking down the aisle, she noticed her and became visibly upset, but then continued to put a smile on her face. Aww. Once we got to the reception and all the kids were sent home, we all became a bit drunk. Derek then asked to do an announcement. At first, I thought he was going to talk about us or about my wife, as it was our wedding. Instead, he was drunkenly mumbling something along the lines of, quote, thought it was the perfect time, then proceeded to propose to his girlfriend. No! <laughs> Knew that was coming. Yup. My wife went to the bathroom as she was upset that they were taking the spotlight. I became angry and asked Derek and his girlfriend to leave the wedding and they refused. It got to the point where I had to calm my wife down just to be able to cut the cake. When we cut the cake, my drunk ass threw it at Derek's girlfriend's dress and ruined it. I did tell them I'll pay for the dry cleaning, but to get the fuck out of my wedding, which they proceeded to do. Now, Derek and his girlfriend are calling me an asshole for ruining the dress, which I've paid for dry cleaning for, along with embarrassing them at my own wedding. I managed to get in contact with her family and they all said that the dress had no value within the family. And my family continued to send me hate for not apologizing to them first and being the bigger person. So am I the asshole for being drunk and stupid when they took away my wife's spotlight on her wedding day? You've, you both have had a lot of reactions to this okay. as I've been reading. He didn't embarrass them, they embarrassed themselves. I think my favorite part of this story is when the guy says, the dress isn't white, it's pearl. What do you think pearl is? It's a shade of white. It's also clearly like a line that she said to him. Like there's no way this man looked at the dress and he's like, that is a pearl dress if I've ever seen one. Yeah, actually it's like an eggshell off-white ivory. So I don't think it's white. <sighs> I'm fuming. So I do think there was a much better way he could have handled this. He threw cake at them. Everybody knows in this situation, Instead, what you do is you make them a drink. It's called a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> Yummy, what's the recipe? It's kind of a weird one, but empty out a bottle, fill it with a bunch of styrofoam, and then once there's just bones, you put out the flame. You just get a fire extinguisher and hose it down. And it's not even an overreaction, like even a little bit. <laughs> I really don't think so. I really don't think so. Yeah, I'm mad. I feel really sad for the bride. Yeah, props to her for immediately. I mean, she's walking down the aisle. I get where people could be like, why was she focused on them? Why was she having fun? There's like only a few hard and fast wedding rules. And I'd say these 
are two of them. You don't get engaged. I mean, they broke three rules. She wore a white dress to a wedding. They got engaged at someone else's wedding and they stayed after being asked to leave. Those are like the only three rules. Wait, there's a fourth rule. Don't wear your wedding band if you eloped with your husband three months prior. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Rule. You know. Yeah. Fuck this couple. Yeah. And also, you know that the engagement, that it wasn't that he just got drunk and was like, oh my God, baby, marry me, whatever. Mm. Everything about it feels premeditated. Yes. And so this is where I'm curious because you're right. This does feel very cut and dry, mm -hmm. but you mm -hmm. said the comments were spicy. Exactly. And so I, at first I finished the story and I was like, oh, this is really funny, but we probably can't use it for the podcast. It won't make for super interesting conversation amongst all of us Yeah, because we're all just going to be like, yeah, this, these people suck. I didn't even touch on the fact this man, the poster threw cake at them, then said, I'll pay for your dry cleaning. Now leave the wedding. And he followed through on that. He paid for their dry cleaning. <laughs> and he was also like reached out to the family to be like, hey, sorry, was this like a sentimental dress? That makes me like him less. Really? I, yeah, it makes me less sympathetic towards him. I can't really explain why. I just think it's hilarious. Imagine throwing cake at someone and be like, by the way, I'll pay for the dry cleaning, but get out of my wedding. Like, well, as explained, I never would have used cake, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, from the honeymoon, he's, like, sending the invoice. Like, it's kind of funny. Okay, so let's take a look at some comments. So it starts out, a lot of the kind of first ones on there are not the asshole. Things you shouldn't do at a wedding. One, Propose, unless you get prior permission, but you shouldn't even ask for that. Two, wear white. Yep. Yeah. The true asshole here is a Derek. He had prior knowledge of both. I, yep. I agree with that. Yeah. This one says, not the asshole. Derek and his girlfriend are the assholes here. Obviously. Sure. Maybe your behavior wasn't the best, but you've been a lot nicer about someone trying to make their wedding about them than I would be. Cake throwing included. This one. Everyone sucks here. Derek and his girlfriend need to know when it's not about them, and the original poster needs to grow up. Just wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> this one. It was shitty on her part, but to be honest, I don't understand why people obsess about what the guests wear. The bride and groom are obviously the star of the show, like no one is going to outshine them. This is not a thing in a lot of cultures. In fact, if you don't show up blinged out, you're disrespectful, because the bride is going to be the bride. I understand that. They asked her not to wear white and she wore white. What the fuck are you talking about other cultures? Like, that's fine for them, but this wedding was not, like, an Indian wedding, say. This was just a bog-standard Western wedding. If you were, you know, going to the wedding of an, a, a different cultured couple, you would follow their customs, obviously. Exactly. It's not relevant to say what she, this individual has commented. And it's not like she didn't know what she was doing. They asked her not to wear white, she wore white, said it was pearl, showed up late to make an entrance. Like... Yeah. And also, even if, like, she didn't know, because I understand that she wasn't, like, in the wedding party and stuff, the dude's the best man. The dude is the worst man. Y yes. He's the worst. <laughs> this one. Everyone sucks here. The friend and the girlfriend sound like utter trash bags, but the bride and groom need to get a grip. Some chick wearing a white dress and her boyfriend doing a tacky proposal shouldn't have them so upset hiding in the bathroom and throwing cake. Once again, there are very few rules and they broke both of them. Um, Is throwing cake maybe being an asshole? Uh, maybe. Should he have done it? Yes. It's in self-defense. Throw yeah. all the cake. Yeah. Um, honestly, I kind of agree with this person. This person commented, I would have gone for some red wine, mud, maybe a chair. <laughs> <laughs> You're the asshole. Man still threw cake at someone. And if they refuse to leave the wedding after you ask them to leave, get someone to guide them out or security or something. Two wrongs don't make a right. I disagree. Atticus Finch, everyone, has joined the chat. That's <laughs> nice of him. 
How? I didn't realize he had so much free time. Unpopular opinion, but if I was the bride, I would be more upset about my new husband getting drunk and throwing cake at a guest than a guest wearing white. Okay, but you fucking asshole, she was clearly upset about the other thing. Yeah, good for you. You're not marrying this person. Let's be honest. You're not marrying anyone. Always the Reddit commenter, never the bride. <laughs> all right, guys. So it seems like we are all still in agreement with this. Oh, 100%. I have not been swayed a little bit except for more against the Reddit community than I once was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not the asshole. Not the asshole. Not the asshole. Gaze closed. Oh my god, my local crossing guard growing up, I was a I was a safety, which was like a mini crossing guard when oh. I was in the fifth grade. The local crossing guard was a woman. She would like tell us her son was in Afghanistan and she would just tell us like what was happening in the military and she'd be like, don't tell your parents. <laughs> and it was me, her, and Allison. And Allison's like, no, I have to tell my mom. I tell my mom everything. She's like, no, you can't. These are like top secret. And Allison's like, and I, she's I'm just telling, telling you right now, I'm going to go home and tell my mom. <laughs> Honestly, not that. Hunger Games. Not nah, uh, Wiki Games. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Wiki Arena. As discussed in the intro, this is a Steam game. You can pick it up for a buck fifty on Steam. It is made by Fabian Fisher, who can be found on Twitter at Ludiculture. In this game, we have got two Wikipedia articles that I will read the opening few lines of for Gabby and Emma, and then they will pick which one they think is longer or which one has more views, and we'll assign points based on how right they are. So if they both think that one has the same attribute, they both get one point. But if let's say one says one's longer and one has more views, like whoever's more correct will get the point. Does that make sense? It doesn't matter. Round one. Our first two articles are Don Mello. Don Mello, born October 5th, 1931, died February 16th, 2020, rip in peace, was an American fashion retail executive and consultant and the one-time fashion director and president of Berdoff Goodman. Subsequently, she moved to Italy to manage Gucci. Later, she was the president of her own firm, Don Mello. Berdoff. <laughs> Bergdorf. Bergdorf Goodman. Is it Berdoff Goodman? No. Bergdorf. But Ber you said Berdoff. Did I you say Berdoff? You said yeah. Berdoff. Berdo Goodman? Berdo Goodman? Berdo Goodwoman. My most sincere apologies to Don Mello. Um... <laughs> Article 2. Holy Spirit College. Holy Spirit College, HSC, is a private Roman Catholic college located in Atlanta, Georgia. The college describes itself as an authentic Catholic college in the spirit of the Apostolic Constitution Ex Corde Ecclesiae of Pope John Paul II. Pontifex University is the online dot dot dot. So guys, which do you think is longer slash has more views? What do you think? I personally think Don Mello is longer and has more views. Okay, we'll give you two points if you're right on both. I was thinking the other way around. Really? Okay. Yeah, because I feel like college pages have lists of notable alumni and like, here's the field. But like, in terms of Holy Spirit College, I don't know how many like alumni there are. To if you are an alumni of Holy Spirit College, reach out, let us know. Holy Spirit, activate. Oh no. Holy oh, Spirit, oh, activate. No. Yeah, yeah, if you get them both right, we'll give you two points. But if you go in to do both, but you get one wrong, no points. Oh, oh it's an all or nothing. Yeah. I still feel confident for it because I think being the founder of Bergdorf Goodman and also having worked for... She was a director and president. She did not found. Oh, but she, she did stuff for Gucci. Yeah. Still? Yeah. I still think that there's enough things that will lead into her that she'll be mentioned that people might click. And I think the personal life and whatnot is going to... Mm, now I'm second guessing myself. I'm nervous. <laughs> okay. I'm locking in. Gut instinct. Gut instinct. Let's yep. go. Yep. What, what are you locking in, Gabby? Holy Spirit. Okay. For Activate. both? For both? Yeah. 
Ooh, okay, so Don Mello by far had more views, but Holy Spirit College was much longer. So that's no points for either of you. It's like my work quiz all over again. <laughs> Round two. Give it to me, it's tied, let's go. Article one, Arsenal WFC Academy. Arsenal Women Football Club Academy is the youth academy of Arsenal Women Football Club. The academy operates for girls from nine to 21 years old, dot, dot, dot. Article 2. Turbulence, 2000 film. Turbulence, Portuguese, Estorvo, is a 2000 drama film directed by Roy Guerra, probably? Here's hoping. <laughs> a co-production between Brazil, Cuba, and Portugal. It was shot in Rio de Janeiro and Havana, dot, dot, dot. What do you guys think? I have no idea. I feel like I'm gonna, I feel like I'm split on this one. I feel like Arsenal Women's Football Club is going to be longer, but I think that Turbulence is gonna have more views. And me, I'm the complete opposite. You're the opposite again. Yeah, Arsenal Women's. will have more views, but Turbulence will be longer. Okay. Unless yes, well. Arsenal is like, here is the result of every game they've had. But I don't think No, but it's cares. not a game. It's an academy. So they, they aren't uh, the ones playing. Okay. Why am I helping you? Okay, Emma, what are you locking in on? I am locking in that Turbulence has more views. Okay. I will say that Arsenal has more views. Arsenal has more views? By how much? It's not many. It's by about 200. Oh my God. I'm just going to go Google Turbulence a billion times right now. <laughs> also, can we just talk about- Just keep refreshing the page. The length is almost exactly the same. Really? No, yeah. No. Look at that. Oh yeah. So I one Gabby, zero crazy. me. Yeah. A rip. All right, round three. Article one, Alpha Blondie. I am almost certainly going to pronounce this wrong, but Seydou Konoy, born 1st of January, 1953 in Dimbokro, better known by his stage name, Alpha Blondie, is an Ivorian reggae singer and international recording artist. Many of his songs are politically and socially motivated, and many are mainly sung in his dot, dot, dot. I think we should pull up some Alpha Blondie right now. I no, just want to listen no, to it. No, because I think uh, the, uh... The, seeing how many listens he has. Fine. Article two, C-A-N-T-Z dot. 506 Aaron. Sorry, what? The C-A-N-T- Is this Elon Musk's son? The C-A-N-T Z.506 Aaron, Italian Heron, was a trimotor float plane produced by C-A-N-T from 1935. It served as a transport and postal aircraft with the Italian airline Allalitoria. It established 10 world records in 1936 and another 10 in 1937. During World War II, it was used as a dot dot dot. The suspense is killing me. What was it used as? I feel very strongly about this one. I feel very strongly that Alpha Blondie has more views. I'm locking it in right now. I don't need to think about it any longer. That was my thought as well. Okay. You guys were absolutely correct. Alpha Blondie had way more views by really? like 10,000. Yeah, Just play some up. Alpha hold Blondie for us right now. The airplane was uh, much longer or a little bit longer though. Mm. If you're just now joining us, the current standings are Emma at one point and Gabby at two points. It is hotting up on Wiki Arena. It is hotting up? <laughs> yeah, that's a thing that they say. No. Right? Is it? Yeah, I swear to God, that's a thing. English meaning, in a situation or event, become more exciting. All right, good for you. Round four, article one, list of Animaniacs episodes. The following is a list of episodes for the Warner Brothers and Amblin Entertainment animated television series, Animaniacs. The series first premiered on Fox Kids on September 13th, 1993. It would later air on the WB as part of its Kids WB afternoon programming block. Well, I refresh this one regularly, so I already know what the views are going to be, regardless of whoever the second This is just my nightly reading. Oh, please, guys, because Article 2 is Central Mid-Level Escalators. <laughs> my favorite topic! The Central Mid-Level's Escalator and walkway system in Hong Kong is the longest outdoor covered escalator system in the world. 
The system covers over 800 meters, 2,600 feet in distance, and traverses an elevation of over 135 meters, 443 feet, from bottom to top. It opened in 1993 to provide dot dot dot. What do you guys think? Dude, that sounds so fun. It actually sounds really fascinating. I like want to search it right now. Why is there not like a Mario Kart track based on Wait, this? There's a, there's a picture? Let me see, let me see. Is it just it's Coconut Mall? It kind of is Coconut Mall. Love it. So what do you guys think? I have no idea. I think the list of Animaniacs episode is longer. Yeah, the, it'll be longer. I'm curious about more views. Which one are you guessing though? I don't know. I feel like I need to put out a guess for more views because I want to make it spicy. Do you want to double down? I think I want to double down. Longer and more views for Animaniacs? I think longer Animaniacs, more views. Escalator. Okay. And what about you? Do you want to double down? I mean, you're in the back, so maybe you should play it safe. Or maybe it's time to take a risk. I think it's time to take a risk. Let's go more views Animaniacs episode as well. Even though I kind of don't think so, I just want to be risky. Spicy. Animaniacs is much longer and has more views. Standings currently Emma at three points, Gabby at two. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, this is good. Round four, Article one Media freedom in Serbia. Ooh. Censorship in Serbia is prohibited by the Constitution. Freedom of expression and of information are protected by international and national law, even if the guarantees enshrined in the laws are not coherently implemented. Instances of censorship and self censorship are still dot dot dot. Ryan, I feel like this is what you read at like 3 a.m. It's not incorrect. Ang Provincinano, season nine. The ninth and final season of Ang, yes, began airing on August 23rd, 2021 and ended on August 12, 2022 on Capa channel and Cinemo on cable and satellite TV providers and through a block time agreement with A2Z on analog free TV in Metro Manila only and digital TV, dot, dot, dot. Okay. I'm going Serbia for both. Yes. Manila is Philippines. Philippines. Mm. And this is like season nine of a show. How big is the population of the Philippines? Not huge. This is season nine of a TV show. <laughs> this isn't <laughs> like freedom of speech in the Philippines. Based on that, I think media freedom in Serbia for both. Okay. I'm also just basing this on which one would I click. <laughs> I'm doubling down on media freedom in Serbia. You're both yep. doubling down for both? We're both doing it. Okay. Yeah. If we go down, we go down together. You guys got fucking smoked. We what? owned. What? About double the length. If the, se is the season nine article is about double the length. And it has like almost a 10 factor more views. Oh my God. What is this show? <laughs> <laughs> I really thought Serbia was going to be it there. That's incredible. Okay, guys. Final round. Oh no. <laughs> I said that in cursive. You see, you did say that in cursive. It was auto-tuned. <laughs> it's like the the clip of the girl from Little Mix. Final round. I'm nervous. Going into the final round, we've got Emma on three points and Gabby on two. Anyone's game. Article one. I'm so nervous. I'm, so I'm sorry. Nervous. <laughs> I'm like shaking. Erie Times News. The Erie Times News is a daily morning newspaper in Erie, Pennsylvania. Hold on to this. It has a daily circulation of about 47,385 and a Sunday circulation of about 58,378. Gave us some stats there. Yeah. Okay. Article 2. 2000 to 2001 Croatian First Football League. The 2000 to 2001 Croatian First Football League was the 10th season of the Croatian First Football League. Croatia's top association football league since its establishment in 1992. It began dot dot dot. Oh, I'm going double or nothing for Erie. 
So based on that, I think I should just go for the other one. Double or, double or nothing on Croatia. On Croatia. First... Okay. And we'll just see what happens. Oh my God. The Croatian First Football League is a longer article, but the Erie Times News has more views. Oh, so you win. So, so no Emma points wins. for either of us. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, for fact, just about 150 views, Emma wins. Really? Yeah, 150 views? Wow. And that just about does it for this week's episode of Wiki Arena. Hope you guys had a great time. I know I did. I had a good time with this one. I'm going to have this this panic in me for a while now. I feel so nervous <laughs> she still. She is like jittery in her chair. I think what's going to happen is all three of us are start going to go down Wikipedia rabbit holes even more than we already do. I really want to look up Alpha Blondie. <laughs> Wait, okay. That indoor like escalator park? Like why are we not there right now? Why is nobody talking about this? Live guys? podcast in the indoor escalator park? <laughs> it's outdoor. It's outdoor covered. We just ride the escalator as we record. <laughs> okay, would anyone like to hear Some um, Alpha Blondie? Alpha Blondie's um, most listened to song on Spotify. Uh, yeah, um, I would love to. I would love to. It's called I Wish You Were Here. It has 69 million streams. Nice. Also, this is him. Isn't he cute? Oh, oh he's dude. cute. He, I saw his, yeah, when his picture came up to, with the article, I he's was like... He's not I, blonde whatsoever, I but would, I love it. But he's clearly alpha. He is an alpha. He is an alpha. We all knew that, though. some bloody excellent music but it's now time for and also this so have you guys ever heard of march of the penguins i'm familiar but for those at home march of the penguins or la marche de l'imper in the french pronunciation is a 2005 french feature-length nature documentary directed and co-written by luc jacquet but a lot of people of course i think in our audience will know it in the english release march of the penguins narrated by morgan freeman fantastic film if you haven't seen it would hardcore recommend. But while I was trolling through the Wikipedia article the other day, as I am wont to do, I found some interesting stuff in the political and social interpretation section that I'd like to share with you guys now. Oh my god. Wait. <coughs> Continue. Bless you. Thank you. The documentary attracted some political and social commentary in which the penguins were viewed anthropomorphically as having similarities with, and even lessons for, human society. Oh my god. Is this gonna get some incel? It's not incels, no. Okay. Michael Medved praised the documentary for promoting conservative family values by showing the value of stable parenthood. Oh my god. Medved's comments provoked responses by others. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm not sure how stable the parenthood is of penguins who could just get murked by any other predator animal. <laughs> in Antarctica as the documentary shows. Yeah, I mean, I like that the parents are around, but, like, basically the reason that the dad is taking care of them for so long is because the mom has to make, like, a three-month trek to go bring back food so that they can all eat, and there's a high likelihood that she might just get killed. Also, as Andrew Sullivan pointed out, penguins are not monogamous. They're serial monogamous. They mate for a year where they stick together, and then it's just free-for-all afterwards. <laughs> 
relatable. <laughs> also, Matt Walker of New Scientist pointed out that many Emperor Penguin, in quotation, adoptions of chicks are just kidnappings. They just nick a baby from a different couple and are like, this is ours now. The way it should be. <laughs> oh my god. So far, I've not seen any flaws in this. One of my hens recently kidnapped a bunch of chicks from another chicken, and it was, it was kind of anarchy. Baby Marsha, I'm looking at you. Some of the controversy over this weird interpretations of the film may have been media-driven. Rich Lowry, editor of National Review, reported in the magazine's blog that the BBC has been harassing him for days over March of the Penguins. About what? I'm not sure. I think to see if I would say on air that penguins are God's instruments to pull America back from the hellfire or something like that. <laughs> as politely as I could tell her, lady, they're just birds. Oh my god, I want a t-shirt that says, lady, they're just birds. <laughs> I want a t-shirt that says, penguins are what can pull America back from the hellfire. <laughs> Honestly, penguins for president. Oh, hell yeah, brother. Oh my god. We're I would already dressed in suits. They are, and also imagine the debate stage. Oh. They're asked, like, political commentary, and they just squawk. Uh, I'm, I... Applause, applause. They're clapping their little fins in the audience. Finally, another controversy involved those who feel that emperor penguin behavior can be viewed as an indication of intelligent design as opposed to an example of evolution by natural selection. This is, in large part, because the American release of the film deliberately avoided using the word evolution and instead had narrator Morgan Freeman wonder aloud as to why penguins behave the way that they do suggesting that maybe it's just because they're stubborn, because there was worry among the filmmakers that using the word evolution would get backlash from the American religious right. Correct. Author Susan Jacobi is quoted saying, As it happens, The Emperor Penguin is a textbook example cited in college-level biology courses of evolution by natural selection and random mutation. The financial wisdom of avoiding any mention of evolution was born at the box office. People really looked at their tiny little legs <laughs> and their cute little faces and they said, You're going to tell me there's no God. You're going to tell me shit like this just happens. Oh my God. They look at the little egg pouch that all the males have, so they waddle around with it and they keep it warm and safe. <laughs> I'm not going to say that it's not compelling evidence. <laughs> it, it might be the most compelling evidence. <laughs> Wait, it's not compelling evidence because if God was real, he would let me have one that I could rock in my arms like a baby. That's, That's an excellent point. Yep. And actually... Just to pile on to, you know, the God stands out there, there can't be a God. Otherwise, there would be small elephants that we could have, like, the size of a dog as pets. I want all the listeners to know that Ryan has talked about small elephants to have as pets many, 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 many times. And I agree with you. I want, I want them. I want it. I want it. I'm Wha tearing up. I want it. Oh, you are? <laughs> um, one time I saw, um, oh my god, are you, are you okay? Fine. That's <laughs> One time I saw two baby elephants that were, um, well, one of them was having it. It was the most sibling thing I've ever seen. One of them was having a little drink and then its other sibling came up and sprayed water at it and then dunked it in the water. And the one who was just trying to have a drink got so upset and it ran to its mom. And I was like, she's telling on him. Oh my God, what a tattletale. She was like, mom, he pushed me in the water. Think I've about got nowhere to chill. <laughs> and that was Le Marche de l'Empereur. Did you see the TikTok of the person who was like, here's the thing that like plagues my mind every day. Theoretically, everything has calories, even yes. inedible things. Yes. And so how do we find out the calories? Like how many calories does that lamp have? How many calories does this microphone have?
Whoa, whoa, guys, do you hear that? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is, is that an Alpha Blondie song playing? I wish. Oh, no, shit. It's just the end of the show. I prefer an Alpha Blondie song. Put that back on. I can't. It was never playing to begin with. It was all in my head? Yeah. What I'd like to know is what else is in your head. Like, what'd you learn today? Oh my god, well first of all, that Alpha Blondie exists and his music kinda slaps. I also learned that pearl and white are different colors. <laughs> <laughs> what'd you learn, Gabby? I learned that there's an escalator park that for some reason we're not at. There will be a GoFundMe link <laughs> in the description of this episode. Please send me there. It's all I want. It's all she'll be thinking about from here on out. Honestly, why is no one talking about Gabby and her need to go to the elevator? The liberal media doesn't want you to know about the Chinese escalator park because then we would all be there and we wouldn't be working. Ryan, what did you learn? This week I learned that there's a big population in Pennsylvania who are all about the local paper. Go PA. I love that people are getting their news, you know? Yeah, honestly, I go love the local paper. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our show today, even if it is a bit of a miniature-sode. We've loved having you here with us this evening. Next week, we will be right back in your faces with a maxi-sode. We can't wait to see you again. If you want to get some more content from us, you can always see our memes, our polls, our smiling faces on Instagram at what.tfpodcast. Or... Like iron ore? <laughs> Or drop us the link to a story you want to hear us discuss. We... I won't say it. I can't. We love getting submissions from the audience because we just love you. You guys are both, like, on drugs right now. Dude, what is happening? It's the vibes of, you know, when you're, like, 12 and it's, like, 3 a.m. at a sleepover and it's, like, you and your, like, friends are giggling about fucking nothing? Yes. Yeah. Which is basically just what this podcast is half of the time. <laughs> Except it's 8.30 <laughs> on a Thursday. Honestly, that's adulthood. Yeah. It's past my bedtime. If you like the show, please give us a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening on. It helps us out. We love it. We love you. And also, maybe share it with your friends. Yes, tell your friends. That's just about the end of the show, guys. But before you take off, what I want to know is if you were an Italian seafaring plane used by the Postal Service, <laughs> what kind of packages would you deliver? Let's be real. It's probably delivering Amazon packages these days. But I think I would want to use it like Santa's sleigh and drop little gifts to everyone in Italy. Yeah, if it's on the Italian coast, I'm probably delivering like massive amounts of Aperol spritz. Yeah. Just, like, through a fire hose. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be good. It's like those planes that, like, put out fires, but you're just firing Aperol down on the you're population. You're just straight yeah. Aperol spritz down there. Everyone's just down there on the streets, like, mouths open up to the sky. I want to be there. Someone take me there.
Walk on a part in the wall for a little roll. 